Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me. Me. <laughs> oh, I hate how I say that. Me, Danny Pellegrino. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so excited about the show this week. So last week on the show, remember I had Adam on, and Adam and I were talking about Beverly Hills. We got into what we think is working, what's not working. And in our conversation, we, of course, started talking about Joy Behar because every conversation with me leads to Joy Behar. But you know what? You know what? So what? Who cares? Now, I love Joy Behar, and I told this story about how my mom does not like Joy Behar. And you guys, my relationship with my family, you know, in this political time, it can be very tough, right? I think we're all going through that, where we're a little bit divided, and we disagree on a lot of the political things that are going on. But one of the things that I found that is sort of healing in my eyes, is finding common ground in pop culture. So one of the things that I've been able to connect with my family and friends who lean different politically is pop culture. You know, the things we like, the things we don't like in terms of movie, TV, the housewives. I mean, the housewives are a bipartisan issue, okay? And so I thought it'd be great to have another point of view. And uh, so on this show, I'm sort of playing the joy, right? Like I'm playing joy, <laughs> I that sounds like a movie playing joy, right, Whitney? Whitney, does it? Yeah. So anyway, you guys, Megan McCain is on the show, and I'm so excited. So she's on the View right now. We're going to break down Housewives. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills. We're continuing our conversation from last week about Beverly Hills Housewives and what we think's working, what's not working, and I don't know if you've heard this, but she's in a little bit of a kerfuffle with Teddy Mellencamp. <laughs> Whitney's laughing at that word kerfuffle, kerfuffle. Uh, so a little spat with Teddy Mellencamp. So I'm so excited to talk to her about it. She called me and you guys stick around after the interview with Megan McCain, because I also have an, another, another exclusive interview. Now this is my Frost Nixon moment. Have you guys been following the Terry Hatcher news? So Terry Hatcher, who has a YouTube series about her in a van, she, <laughs> it had been reported that she was broken, poor and living out of her van. While she was promoting this YouTube series, she went on the interview circuit and she told people that she was not broken, poor, and living out of her van. So I, of course, took to my Instagram to talk about this. And when I did, somebody messaged me and said, Danny, I just went to Terry Hatcher's garage sale. Now, I was shook, you guys. I immediately was like, "Call, can you call me? I was like, can I interview you? Because I need to get this exclusive. What was Terry Hatcher doing at having a garage sale? Is she broken poor? Was it a moving sale? I mean, I have so many questions, and I know you do too. So I got this person on the line. So don't miss it. Because that, that is my Frost Nixon moment. Someone who went to Terry Hatcher's garage sale. Okay, before I get to Megan McCain, I want to get a little bit of paperwork out of the way. If you want, follow me on social media, at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. We also have a website now. It's everythingiconic.com. And if you go there, you'll see I started a Patreon. So if you're familiar with Patreon, you can um, check it out there. It's uh, There's a link to the Patreon on my website. You can also buy those It's All Happening tattoos through the website. The links are all there on everythingiconic.com. Oh, wow, anything else? Oh, my sponsors. I want to thank Samson Technology, and I want to thank bulkapothecary.com. So if you're looking for essential oils or soap-making supplies, you guys go to bulkapothecary.com because they have some really great stuff. I promise. I promise, Whitney. Oh, so without further ado, ado. Oh, and rate and review this on iTunes if you like it or Stitcher. Okay, love you. Um, without further ado, here's my chat with Megan McCain, who called me from Arizona, and and here she is. Uh, take a little time to enjoy this view. Hi, Megan. How you doing? Good. How are you? 
You mentioned you're with your family. How's your dad doing? He's good. He's very good. Thank you for asking. He's just, we're just hanging out. We were going to go to dinner tonight in town, and I try and go back every, like, four or six weeks, so the view was kind enough to let me take Friday off so I could travel uh, this today and yesterday to come here. So, you know, it's good to be home. Good. Well, you know I'm a huge view fanatic, too. I hope I'm not... I, I, I'll try not to ask too many crazy view questions, but I want to get into Housewives. First of all, what's your favorite franchise, and who's your favorite housewife? Well, first of all, I want to thank you, um, because I follow you on Instagram, which is how this whole thing started, obviously, and I think you're so funny on Instagram, and when you put up that... Instagram story of the guy that has the tattoo of Joy Behar, which still <laughs> makes me laugh so hard that there's someone out in the universe that went and got a tattoo of Joy. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because if you watch in the show when they showed her, she was weirded out. She like wasn't excited or yeah. happy about it. She was just really, she seems like really uncomfortable, <laughs> which I thought was highly entertaining. But you just are very talented on Instagram, and I love following your account. Is Pellegrino your real last name? It is. By yeah. Way? It is. It's a great last name. Thank my you. Water, so there you go. I told my dad that I was talking to you, and he was so excited because. You know, I normally talk to these housewives and he could give two shits about it, but I was talking to you and he's, you know, he's a Republican, <laughs> he's conservative, and he was just so excited. I'll tell you, Dad. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, well, I love the house. I'm like a housewife super fan. Um, the only franchise I don't watch is I don't watch the Potomac because I have like a slight protest about the Potomac because I think it's meant to be like the housewives of DC, which I told Andy Cohen the last time I was on her show, I should just. Um, like, he should just bring it back. Like, I think he should just redo D.C. with a better cast. Yes. And the Potomac is, like, outside D.C. It's, like, the outer... It's, like, kind of, like, the suburbs of D.C. And I don't think it's the same thing, like, at all. So I think it's kind of, like, a knockoff. So I don't watch Potomac, and I don't watch Dallas. And I don't know why I don't watch Dallas. But for some reason, I don't. And my producer, Vicky, who's also uh, my producer on The View, uh, who talks to me every day, is also obsessed with The Housewives. And she told me that, like, I'm making a huge error in judgment by not watching The Dallas Housewives. You are. So I maybe need to start. But yeah, I know. I just, I haven't spent so much of my life on this anyway. So I got it. You're right. You're probably right, though. How many seasons in is Dallas? They are, they're gearing up for their third season, but I would just say ignore the first season, start with the second season. The second season, I think, is one of the best seasons of any Housewives ever. It's so, so good. And this woman, Leanne Locken, is just a, a perfect housewife. She's amazing TV. Why is she so good? She's crazy. <laughs> she, she's fucking crazy in, in the best way. <laughs> Well, okay, I will. I got. I will commit to it. I've got a lot of like. I spent a lot of time traveling on trains and planes, so I will definitely download it and watch it. But my favorite season or my favorite housewives franchise is probably New York, but it's only. It, I love the cast, but it's also just because I live in New York, so they go to a lot of places that like I will go to. I went to a, randomly a fundraiser for the McCain Institute of All Things at the um, Regis Hotel in St. Regis, uh, which is obviously where, like, everything with Tom went down, and that's all I could think about the entire time. Sure. It's just, like, you know, Tom making out with other women at that bar, so that's uh, probably my favorite, but my favorite housewife is Erica Jane, for yep. all the obvious reasons. I'm obsessed with her. Do you run into any of the New York girls around town? No, but I did see Countess Luann and Tom at Del Frisco's, which is this, like, restaurant right next to Fox News. Like, it's literally right across the street. It's kind of like a high-end steakhouse, and I was eating lunch at the bar by myself, and they walked in, and they sat, like, kind of, like, potty corner to me at the bar. And the only time in my entire life I've ever taken a secret picture of a celebrity, I did that day. And I was <laughs> taking pictures of them, and I sent them to, like, my sister-in-law and, like, my girlfriend. And I was like, oh, my God, is it Countess Luann and Tom are here? And they didn't look that in love. And I had, of course, like, a 45-minute text conversation with my friends. And, by the way, my friends, um, Miranda and Trisha, who are, like, really good friends of mine, are text. Um, title is Dorit's Food Lounge, which is <laughs> hilarious. And Miranda did that. They're always texting about a housewives, but they didn't look in love at the time. And I was like, if I had just gotten married and my husband were like kind of ignoring me and sitting with his back to me at a bar, I mm -hmm. don't think that I would be happy about it. And I kind of thought that they maybe weren't going to last. Well, they so, didn't. Yeah. You were right. They didn't. I love the New York girls. They're my favorite too. So I want to hop into Beverly Hills. I try to stay positive. I'm not loving this season, but just to start off with something positive, what do you think is working in Beverly Hills right now? 
Well, I love Erica Jane and I love Lisa Rinna. Like, I think they're both really authentic and I think that they're really, um, just like they are who they are, even showing like the flaws and like maybe like, especially Lisa Rinna, you know, like she owns it, if you will. And I just like that she's very honest about different things. I don't like the season of Beverly Hills either. And I am in a little bit of a, I mean, fight, if you can even call it that, with Teddy Mellencamp right now, because I called her boring on Watch What Happens Live. And she tweeted back at me. She was like, be right back. I have to go change my last name to boring. And then she said something um, to an interviewer, uh, like on a red carpet where they asked about me. And she was like, I would never say anything nasty or comment on her job uh, in any way. And I just been taking the high road. And even I thought that response was boring. Like, that's a boring response. Like, if you're going to cat fight with me, fucking cat fight with me. Like, come up with something better than that. You're boring. That's boring. This is all boring. Like, you're not even answering in a good way. So I stand by the fact I think Teddy is a bad addition. She does remind me so much of um, the, I still don't this is how bad is, it's Al Sassoon's daughter. I don't even remember her name. Because that's how unmemorable. Eden, yes. She reminds me of her in a weird way where I'm just like, I'm not interested in the storyline. And I lived in LA for um, two years the first time and then a year and a half the second time. And the whole like, I'm going to drink green juice and have accountability, like that whole vibe is not my vibe at all. And I just think it's boring so I, I doubt she lasts uh, after this season do you think she's gonna last after this season I, I don't even think she wants to be there to be honest I feel like she wants to get in and promote her business promote the accountability shit and then I think she wants to get out so you know and that's what I I kind of feel we're getting from her I feel like she doesn't want to be there she doesn't want to get into the mix you know I don't want an accountability person there you know I, it, it's just it's not for me but I will say I noticed this week the tide was sort of turning with her because especially like online and in the Bravo communities and stuff I feel like people were starting to like her a little bit after the Erica Jane outburst was there why was it turning is that they were just finally happy that she got in a fight with someone or did something because it didn't change for me. <laughs> I think a lot of people are saying that Erica was just a little irrational with Teddy. And so people are turning on Erica a bit. That's just what I've noticed, like from my social media, when I post about these women, I noticed a lot of people starting to talk shit about Erica and sticking up for Teddy. Again, I don't think that means like Teddy's going to come back because she just hasn't really given us a whole lot. But, you know, I, I liked also an older housewife. I Teddy, to me, doesn't really fit in with these women. <laughs> I agree with you. I, and it's weird to me that people be mad at Erica because I just feel like Erica's all about, like, I'm 100% who I am and real. And Teddy was accusing her of lying. And if somebody accused me of lying, I would have a meltdown as well. Like, yeah. that's a big thing to accuse them of. So. But Erica could probably, like, run over my cousin, and I don't think she was amazing. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. But I hate Dorit this season, too. Yeah, me, and too. I really, really tried to like Dorit. Like, I've made really noble... I have really tried with it, Danny. Yeah. I've really tried to like Dorit. I've tried and tried. I don't like her. I don't like her accent, her wigs. I think, actually, that may be how I even connected with you on Instagram, that I was in live Instagramming on my Instagram stories her different wigs and I, <laughs> or, or extensions. I still can't really figure out what they are. But her wigs and extensions, um, I just... I, like, literally... I don't think they're done well. I don't like her hair. I don't like her outfits. And I just don't understand where her fake accent comes from. And I don't like it. And I think it's weird. And I don't know. She's super fake. And I could never be friends with her in real life. I don't don't know. But she clearly is entertaining because she's, you know, here another season. And we're talking about her. Yeah, you know, I think Dorit would make a good side villain. I don't want her as the main villain of the season, and I think that's what she's become this season. And I don't think she's good enough for that role. Like, I don't think she's a season one Camille or Brandy Glanville or something like that. And the whole focus is on Dorit this season. And to me, it's just exhausting. I would like her in the cast, but maybe just not as prominent of a role. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what, and even like her, I was under the impression that her husband was like this big music mogul because obviously Boy George lives with them, or I don't know if he still lives with them this season because I we haven't really seen him, him at their house, but he's like in real estate or something. So yeah. he's not like a music 
low. I mean, that is a different thing. And I was on the impression they were like really successful artists, which also makes them less cool. No offense to real estate's great too, but yeah. I don't know. I think Kyle's kind of boring this season too. Even though I, I like her, I've always liked Kyle, but you know, I'm not terribly interested in her moving houses. So mm-hmm. that's kind of not a plot line I'm interested in. And I don't know. I agree. This season's disappointing me a little. And who would you like to bring back? Would you like to bring back any of the old housewives or would you just like to get new housewives? As long as Kim Richards is never on my TV again, <gasps> we're going to be fine. Megan, I like, how Kim dare Richards you? really stressed me out. How I dare know, you? <laughs> my best friend loved her too, but she really stressed me out. And I think it's because she was like a real addict. Like, you know, it was really real. And like, she was shoplifting at Target. And there was a lot of things that I felt like it was like, not exploitative, because that's not the right word, because she definitely signed up for the show. But do you remember when she like went to Hawaii with her boyfriend? And it was like so clear that they were like either stoned or drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it like made me really uncomfortable. I don't know. So as long as it's not Kim Richards, but I actually really loved Brandy. I thought she was really entertaining. Me I wish too. she would come back, but I it seems like she burned a lot of bridges. So I don't I don't know if she'll come back. I know, you know, I've been begging on this podcast for Brandy to come back, and I had her on the show before, and I love Brandy, and I just wish she would come back, but I know that it's going to be hard to get her back when Lisa Vanderpump's still there. Is, was that what happened, that Lisa was like her or me, and then they chose Lisa? You know, I think a lot of the fans turned on Brandy. She did get sort of, like, unlikable towards the end of her tenure or whatever, and I think people just started to turn on her. And then I don't think Lisa really wanted to film with her from what I've heard. I don't know that that's true. But, you know, and Lisa has a spinoff on the network. You know, a lot of people really love Lisa. So, yeah, I really love Vanderpump Rules. Like, I love Vanderpump Rules, mm-hmm. too. I watch a reasonable episode. And um, I have a friend named Effie Cop. I don't know if you know who she is. She's in conservative. She's a host on HLN. She's like conservative. Media. She does like almost my exact same job. We're both a conservative media analyst and a political analyst. And mm-hmm. she is obsessed with Vanderpump Rules. And she met Jax. And Jax follows her on Twitter. And, like, all these Vanderpump people follow her on Twitter. And none of them follow me. And I'm a little hurt by it. Oh I have God. to say that Ma- they think that SB... I know, it's weird. And she's one of my best friends. I've had a couple of them on the show. I'll tell them to follow you. <laughs> I love that whole show. I, like, to me, Vanderpump are doing... Every single thing is right on mm-hmm. that show. Like I like, I'm I'm interested in every cast member. I like that they're so like. Jack is pushing forty. I'm thirty three. Yeah. Jack is pushing forty and like openly cheating on his girlfriend and just like having sex with everyone left and right and then like admitting it and it's all very real and raw. Or if it isn't, they're doing a good job faking it. And I'm I like every single character on that show. Where with the obviously as you're saying on Beverly Hills Housewives, like. Cuddy's wasting my time. I literally DVR it now so I can fast forward her horseback riding. Again, <laughs> if I wanted to watch people horseback ride, I would have stayed in LA and like hung out in Brentwood and like watched people. I'm just not, <laughs> it's not compelling television at all, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that was a mistake. I, I don't understand the I don't understand the Teddy thing, and I heard Andy on an uh, interview recently say that the reason Brandy can't come back is because she doesn't have a relationship with the current housewives, and I'm like, Teddy didn't have any relationship with any of these housewives when she came in. I mean, her story was so loose to everyone, so it's like, I think that's a cop-out, but... Yeah, I mean, I think Brandy, the only thing I'll say about Brandy is towards the end when she was like slapping Lisa and having sex with, I believe, a 21-year-old when they were on that trip in Europe. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it was, like, a bit much, but I still liked her. I, yep. I didn't know. I don't know. That wouldn't be who I would have cut. I totally get why they cut uh, Eden, because I can't even remember her name. And <laughs> I totally understand why they, like, cut Joyce, because, like, mm-hmm. who cares about Joyce? But I have to say... um, so the Real Housewife of Orange County that they just cut, I actually liked her and was surprised that they ended up cutting her. Wait, which um, one? The one who is, uh, she's Armenian, or Iranian, Iranian, or she Iranian or Armenian? Yeah, I didn't what like her. Peggy. What's her name? Peggy. Peggy, yes. I actually liked her. I liked uh, Peggy, but I guess nobody else did. I was not a Peggy fan. I'm excited for OC to revamp because I think they had a rough season last season, so I'm excited for them to, to get some new blood. And, and I think Tamara and Vicky and Shannon are friends again, so I'm excited for that. I can't get enough Shannon Bedore, like, all yes. the way around in every way. I love her. I love Tamara. I love Vicky. I think that's all good. I agree with you that it, it wasn't, like, the best season ever. I don't like Megan King Edmonds, and it's nothing personal. Yeah. I 
just same thing. Like I thought she's my age, I think I'm 33. So I think she's like exactly my age. And I like crazy with my housewives and, you know, maybe isn't isn't crazy. And I love, I love crazy people on television in general. And I love like Mm -hmm. honest crazy people. And she just seemed like she was like happily married and having babies. And that's, you know, not great reality television. I thought Megan was my good. opinion. When Megan was doing the investigative reporting on Brooks, I thought that was her best look. Otherwise, she was <laughs> <Yeah>. boring. <laughs> yeah, it was my best one. That Brooks, that whole Brooks storyline, like made me like so happy on so many different levels. And by the way, I love Heather Dubrow. I loved her, uh, and I wish they would bring her back. Yeah, I would like I to see Heather back. And I loved her husband. Me yeah. too. I don't know why, but I think she left on her own, right? She was like, I'm, I'm done. I want to go. From what I heard, they had asked her to come back as a friend of, and she wasn't happy with that title. You know, she didn't want to film without being a main cast member. And so I think that was the issue. Like what Camille's doing right now? Exactly. Like the yeah. friend that's there. Exactly. I'm surprised Camille agreed to do that, by the way. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that she's okay being like a, someone who's brought in on occasion because she was a big deal once upon a time on that show. Would um, you like Camille to come back full time? Yes, I like Camille a lot. I think yeah. she's interesting, and I like that she will, like, call people out on their crap. No, I really like, I liked her. But I'm just surprised, because if someone said to me, like, you're only going to be a friend of, I would I would say goodbye as well. Like, I wouldn't want to come back either. Is, but I do wonder how they choose who stays and goes, and it's fascinating. Do we sort of consider Paula a friend of The View? <laughs> uh, Paula Ferris? No, I think... <laughs> She calls herself a pinch hitter, like because she's on on Fridays. Yeah, she's you know she's a she's a she hosts a weekend GMA. So she calls herself a pinch hitter. But I love Paula. But yeah, she's not on. She's only on on Fridays. And Whoopi's why on. are you such a super fan of The View? Oh my God, Megan, because you really are. I am. Like it's a. Li- I watch it every night before bed. It's like my safe place. It it calms me down for some reason. <laughs> and I started watching when Ro- <laughs> I I watched all up until when Rosie was on the show. Like, uh, you know, years and years. The first time Rosie was on the show, and then when Rosie left the first time, I kind of stopped watching. And then I started again when Rosie came back to The View because I thought it was really compelling television. Like, I'm, I loved watching Rosie on the show, and I thought that whole dynamic was, was good. And then she left really quickly, and then I just sort of kept watching it. I love Michelle Collins so, so much. I thought she was so funny. I love Nicole Wallace on the show. I, and I think, I swear, I think the current lineup that you guys have is one of the best lineups that they've ever had i love sunny i'm so glad sarah's back i I would really love if jed and you were on together because i mean i'm as liberal as they come but i do like having a balance at the table so i would i would have loved if you and jed were there together but you know other than that i think the cast lineup you guys have is so great right now well, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of very, I mean, people compare it to the Housewives just because they're mm-hmm. like always rotation on the cast or people have with me before. But um, obviously I've only, I've been there since October. So it's now it's March and I, so that's only like five months. Um, but it's, it's crazy. I was on Fox for years and then I've been doing like television way up until then on different networks in different places. And I don't know what it is about the view, but all of a sudden, I like people that I've never ever known to watch or care about the view really care. Like an example is one of my brother's friends who he was in the Marines with, who I didn't even really know he's from Kansas. I didn't even know he like owned a TV because he just seems like sort of like lives in the wilderness and off the land. And I don't know. And he last time I saw him in November, he was like, "Tell me about Joy Behar," and I was like. <laughs> when did Joy Behar come into your lexicon between living in Kansas, joining the Marines, and now being here in Arizona? Like, when is Joy someone who, like, you know about? So it's amazing to me how how many people watch the show and are very, like, territorial and protective of the show, mm-hmm. which I understand. And, you know, it's been on for 21 years, the 21st season, which is so crazy. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely, definitely crazy to be on something that's been on so long. You know, I love Joy, too, and two years ago for Christmas, I sent out Christmas cards that said Joy to the World, and it was Joy's headshot, and I someone got it to her, and she signed it and sent it back to me, and so I have, like, her signed Aww. Christmas card hanging, or, like, uh, on my shelf here, and I just lo- I love Joy so much. <laughs> I made her lasagna recently, like, her famous, her, too. her famous lasagna recipe. Have you tried it? 
No, is it good? It's so good. I made it recently. It's so, so good. She's a really good cook, and she talks about cooking a lot. And, like, she makes, like, some clam spaghetti recipe and, like, fish, all these fish dishes. And, you know, she's Italian, so yeah. whatever. But, yeah. Does it piss you off when you see articles or stories about you enjoy feuding? Yes. You know, it really, the me with Joy thing in particular makes me sad because I really, our dressing rooms are right next door to each other. I mean, and we remade each other's dressing rooms. And I actually um, really, really get along with her well off camera. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have the best, uh, I don't know if I have the best dynamic, but we're very similar in the sense that like we're both sort of dry. And um, I think we're like, the least bubbly of anyone at the table and I just we get along really well and I really she's so I'm not just saying this I'm on a podcast people are going to hear but it's like she's so funny and she's just like really acerbic biting wit that makes really tense situations or even just like you know the news can be so sad and intense that it makes it she brings this levity to everything that I really respect and like and listen we can go at it on air which we have she has this like miraculous way and I don't know if anyone you've ever interviewed before if if Michelle Collins said this but she has this way of like every as soon as the camera's off she is moved on she doesn't care if we fought she's gone from it it's over we're leaving it at the table and it's I am not great at that. Like, that's definitely one of the things I have to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's just, like, it's a really nice way to work with someone you have to debate politics with because she really doesn't take it personally. And I don't know. I just really like working with her. I wish people would Uh let um, women, like, fight and debate on air and be friends as well because I think men get to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. I just, like, say I grew up watching Crossfire and all the gala and Tucker Carlson, like, used to rip each other's throats out and then it was never assumed that they fight so the me and joy feuding stories are i find particularly hurtful and we joke about it all the time and i just i don't know and we're both really big people on free speech like both of us never want to be censored and we really believe and being able to say whatever you want however you want no matter how controversial it is and i just i don't know i really had a lot of affection for her i like her a lot oh i love hearing that i love joy i love joy and i love you i'm so happy to hear that it would be, I really have to tell you, I've told friends of mine who are hyper-conservative, I'm like, if you meet her, you will like her. Yeah. She's a hard person not to like. She is who she is. She's really funny. She's underneath it all, but she's very kind. And I feel um, like, in the sense that, like I said, we both like, are really big proponents of free speech and, and just being able to say whatever you want to say. And I think both of us are controversial. Like, both of us are, like, seeming to be the people in the audience, like, really loved or really hate mm-hmm. and so like there's camaraderie in that as well you know because like you're, we're both I think at least we're the most polarizing people on the show and I found a way to we bonded over it in a way yeah I love that now I want to I want to wrap this up I don't want to keep you forever even though I'd love to talk to you forever but I want to do a quick lightning okay. round I want to do like a pop culture housewives lightning round with you so I'll just ask you I'll throw out some questions you tell me the first thing that comes to mind uh, so Rinna or Dorit? Oh my God, Rinna all day at every yeah. day forever. <laughs> you already sort of That's answered a that. Dumb song. question. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle or <laughs> Kyle or LVP? Oh man, probably Kyle. Uh, just because Kyle said nice things about me on Twitter. Vicky or Tamra? Mm, Vicky. She's. Sh- I don't know. I love Vicky, and I. I don't know. I think she's so funny. Should Jill come back to New York? Yes, a thousand percent yes. I was sad when she left. That's a person that um, I didn't understand why she was cut from the show either. I will say that when I came out on the reports online that she had like sort of had camera crews follow her to her husband's funeral with that, like you see in the new trailer, the interaction mm-hmm. with her and Bethany, I, I was a little like, oh my gosh, that's a really like sort of like dark and intense thing to do. So I'm interested to see how it all plays out. And by the way, as disappointing as Beverly Hills and OC has been the last season, New York, just the trailer mm-hmm. in and of itself is so compelling. I, I don't understand how it could possibly let me down. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't understand why the infamous boat trip isn't in the trailer because I want to know what happened on that boat trip as well. I, New York just gives us so much. They have so much. They didn't even include that in the trailer, which is amazing to me. They just have so much material that they didn't even need to include that trip. I know, and I just, I don't know, Ramona and so, they're all, the thing about New York is every cast member is good. Mm-hmm. I even like Tinsley. 
like who is like probably the least dramatic and yeah. everybody on that show is just absolutely bringing it like i like everybody okay. uh, except carol but she still serves a purpose yeah now would you rather make out with pk or spend an afternoon with teddy oh god <laughs> oh man that's like Sophie's choice just spend an afternoon with teddy but there'd have to be a lot of alcohol involved <laughs> Like a lot. <laughs> oh, I love that. Favorite Jennifer Love Hewitt movie? <laughs> Can't hardly wait. Mm-hmm. Or I know what you did last summer. I'm a child of the 90s, so I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's also someone who I think could have a comeback someplace. Like yeah. a big comeback. I, I'm, I'm not mad at her. We're the same age. I'm 33, too, so I think we have the same pop culture touchstones. <laughs> when was your birthday? Uh, October 9th. My, I'm October 23rd. Oh, my God. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Very so exciting. favorite Mariah Carey song? Uh, Butterfly, probably. Mm, good one. Yeah, probably. But I love Mariah Carey, like, period. Like, again, mm-hmm. that's another person who, like, I don't care if she wants to lip sync her way through hell and mm-hmm. back. And I love everything about her. And she's another person that, like, just the more diva crazy, the more I'm into it. I, I don't care. Totally agree. Now, sexiest man alive that isn't your husband? I have a big crush on Colin Farrell. Mm. I think he's really hot. And I just watched a movie he was in yesterday on the plane, and I, I think he's, like, old-school sexy. Favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so when I got the view when I was, like, offered a job and accepted it, um, a friend of mine was texting me all her movies, um, and I totally forgot that Karina Karina is such an amazing movie. It's not the best one, but I totally grew up watching it. Boys on the Side, another amazing Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. movie that I don't think gets enough attention, but it's probably Ghost, just because... Everybody loves Ghost. Yeah. But she's in so many amazing movies. She is in so many movies. And uh, that could, I, there, it's probably in your question, like, which Whoopi Goldberg movies would I not like? Yeah, is there but one that you don't like? Well, probably Ghost. No, no. No, I, I can watch her in anything. <laughs> okay. okay. Mandy Moore or Jessica Simpson? Jessica Simpson. Mm. I just because, you know, I love, like, a blonde extensioned out girl obviously sure should there be a sex in the city three you know i hate it too so much and i just didn't really understand i grew i mean i watched sex in the city in college and i loved it mm-hmm. and i really like i think it's like such an iconic show on so many different levels but i really hated sex in the city too and i thought it like it wasn't really so much like a plot as like zingy one-liners and honestly in the fair jessica parker kim cattrall feud I'm Team Kim Cattrall, like, all day long, every day. If she doesn't want to do it, don't guilt her in the press for not wanting to do it. And I totally get why she's just like, I'm in my 60s and I want to move on. So I'm I'm not attached to it. What about you? I mean, do you Uh, think there should be a third? I would love a third, but just because I I don't think there's a lot of opportunities for a four-woman-led film starring women over 50. And so I think they learned their lesson with the second one. So I think they would have worked hard to make sure that the third one was really good because the legacy was so tarnished with the second one. I think they would have really put in the effort for the third one. But, you know, I get if I get if Kim Cattrall doesn't want to do it, then let's get someone else in there. Let's get Whoopi to play Samantha, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe you're right. Like, you made a good point about the, like, the four-woman cast. Uh, it's not it's not their age it's not anything I just hated the second one so yeah. much that unless they really brought it the third time then, but maybe they would maybe they knew they made a mistake you're right so okay I want to hold Woody I changed my mind but Whoopi has to play Samantha uh, I love <laughs> I love okay now can you name is there a reality star or a housewife that you think would make a better president than President Trump oh my god like a lot uh, <laughs> I mean uh, a lot of people I think would make a better president than I am. Um, like any reality show ever? Yeah, anyone anyone that you could think like, of off the like, top of your head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like Housewives? you got to narrow it down. I watch a lot yeah, of Yeah, let's, ho- let's do New York. Which, which New York housewife? I think Bethany Frankel would be a better president. Yeah. yeah. I really like her. She's obviously a great businesswoman. She's tough. She doesn't put up with crap. Yeah, Bethany. All right. Now I have one more question. I know you love Dolly Parton. What's your favorite Dolly song? Oh my gosh. Uh, Coat of Many Colors. Um, she does this cover of uh, Let Your Light Shine Down by Collective Soul that is just so beautiful and I listen to it all the time and 
I love all her music and I I like love her in interviews and I love her movies and like I love her old Playboy cover and like there's every single thing about her I like in yeah. every way and she came on The View like my second week that I was there and I cried when she came on like I have a signed picture of her in my bedroom I just think she's like everything that's like wonderful and beautiful and happy in the world is Dolly Parton so I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, Megan, thank you so much for chatting with me. I'm so glad you called in, and I I appreciate it so, so, so much. Yes, thank you so much, and I really love your Instagram. Like, you do such an amazing job. It makes me laugh all the time. And, uh, you know, keep me updated on how you think the rest of the season of the Beverly Hills Housewives go. You know I will, and I'm going to come to New York soon, and I hope to come see you guys at The View. You should come to a taping. I mean that sincerely. It's it's fun. It is really fun to come. I would love to. I would love to. Megan, thank you. I'll let you go. Tell your dad I said hello and to keep fighting. I will. Thank you so much. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Wow, what a treat, you guys. I am so excited. that She is my second View co-host that I've been fortunate enough to have on the show. And you guys, I'm going through that View cast. I'm not sleeping until I get Rosie O'Donnell on this show. Tommy, can you hear me? I swear to God, Whitney... Whitney, my producer, let's get her on the mic. Whitney, you here? Hi. <laughs> let's get her on that mic. <sighs> Whitney. I think you need to have Barbara on. Oh, my God. Well, What is she doing? I don't know that... I, I'm not sure how well she is, from what I've heard. Oh. I hope she's okay. I mean, I hope she's doing well. <laughs> Barbara, if you're listening... <laughs> I mean, surely she is. Surely she's listening to this podcast, but I would love to have... I would love to chat with Barbara Walters, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, she's... We, talk we about trailblazing. Yes. We don't have Barbara right now. We don't have Oprah... We don't have John Stewart. No Rosie. Tommy, can you hear me? No Rosie. We're missing all of our like moms and dads. Oh, yeah. That's devastating. It really you is. You know who else is a, a mom of mine? Who? <laughs> a mom of all of ours, Terry Hatcher. Oh, yes. Now, I want to get to that Terry Hatcher exclusive. Exclusive. Exclusive interview. But have you been following the story at all? I have. Right. Okay. So, Terry Hatcher, you guys, she's doing a YouTube show set in her van. Smart. And we don't... You think it's smart? Oh, yeah. Have you watched it? No. No. So it's... <laughs> you can't be that smart, Whitney. I just think if it. you have 
um, a VW van. Why not make it into a podcasting booth or a YouTube show? Why yeah. not? Look, I wish I could take you and I on the road. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish I could t- but I'm so curious about this garage sale. Like, if is it a moving sale? We're going to call Kyle in a minute. And I'm so excited to talk to him. So this guy, Kyle, he went to her garage sale. And I'm telling you, he messaged me on Instagram. And I couldn't have written back faster about <laughs> getting him on the phone. I was like immediately like... Can you call me? Can I call you? How can we do? How can we make this happen? And I love that you don't know him. Just you met him. No, through. I do know him. I do know. I know he's actually a friend. On oh, I thought he was a no. So it wasn't a stranger messaging me. But also, if you are online and you want to message me, if you have an exclusive scoop, yes, please we'll, send it. I'll get you on the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do a thing on the website, everythingiconic.com. I want to do a thing where we have people write in questions or or things they want us to talk about there's a contact me form on the website so if people have anything like contact me if you want anything you want me to talk about maybe we could do like a fun mailbag yeah you know it would be fun so we're on patreon now and so there's different reward levels i'm still learning all about patreon but so there's basically people can sign up and donate a certain amount of money to the podcast and then you get little bonuses so right now on there for the month starting in the month of april i'll have a bonus mini episode. So if you want, you can go to the website, everythingiconic.com, and there'll be a link there. Or you can go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And you could find out more. But it would be fun to do like a little mailbag episode or something if yeah. people send in questions. Like what they want you to talk about. Or yeah, or or if they have stuff they want to talk about, yeah. we'll call in. We can get them on the line. <laughs> okay, let's do it. There's been so much I've been wanting to talk about on the show that I haven't gotten to because there's you know, we have a lot to talk about. We got to talk yeah. to Megan McCain about Housewives. But you know what? You know what? So what? Who cares? But I've been wanting to talk about Nailed It. Whitney, have you seen Nailed It? I have it? not watched it. Holy shit. <laughs> Whitney, when I tell you it's the greatest show of all time, I'm not lying. It's it is. failed recipes? Yes. So it's on okay. Netflix and it's based, It's like a food network show. So it's a food competition show. It's hosted by Nicole Byer, who's so, so funny. funny. So she hosts, and then there's another. There's like a judging panel. So it's her. There's this chef who's like a professional chef, and then they have like a guest person. So it's like a little like a D-list celebrity or okay. like, you know, they bring in. And then there's three contestants. So three people come in, and and they're your average person. Average person. Okay. So they're people who consider themselves good bakers. Okay. Right. So some of them have like a little bit of a cooking background. Some of them don't. But they come in and they do two rounds. So the first round they give them uh, a, a, a baked good. And it's okay. a, usually a fancy baked good. So it's like a fancy donut that's decorated really nice. And then they have to recreate it. Oh, okay. So this is round one. So they recreate whatever baked good they get. So they all get something different. And they try to match the baked good they've gotten. So if they've gotten a donut that looks like a little pirate, they try to make a donut that looks like a little pirate. Oh. And the, they give them the directions. Oh, okay. So they get instructions. With and they the get recipe. A, and they get like an hour with the recipe. Oh, okay. To try to recreate it. And then they present it to the judges. The judges decide who wins the first round. And then they get this, oh my God, this amazing gold chef's hat. Ooh. I want it so bad. So then, <laughs> then they go into round two and then they all try to do the same baked goods. So it'll usually be like a fancy cake that's decorated like crazy. Okay. And then they all get the instructions and they try to recreate that. And... Nicole Byer, who hosts it, is so funny. Like, it's it's not hosted like a normal Food Network show. It's hosted like something totally different. Like, she's doing next-level work. Like, I don't know what <laughs> award she can win for this, but she deserves an award. And the first season was only six episodes. And they present their baked goods next to the actual baked good. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so you, so can you see it side-by-side. Side, gotcha. It's so funny. So they reveal <laughs> it, and they're like, nailed it. <laughs> Wait, do they actually have to say that? I, yeah, they say it. Oh. Yeah, they say it. Have you ever seen the Great British Bake Off? Yes. Or, okay, so that sounds like the you know Americanized version of that, meaning it's negative and no. But let me. Say, it's yeah. fun negative, but you know what I mean. Where it's like, oh, look how bad these people are. Whereas the Great British Bake Off, it's so positive. I end up watching that show, being like, life is grand. I see what you're saying, but nailed it is so positive. Like oh, it is overly okay. positive, and that's they they're like celebrating. That they're trying, Failure. they're celebrating. Yeah, but it's 
God, you need to watch. It, it, I swear, okay. I've never felt happier watching something. And it's not, we're not making fun of these people. Like we're, they're, okay. they're almost like laughing along. They're laughing, you know, with us. It's just so, oh, okay. I swear, I it will fill your heart if you watch it. That's surprising because when I did see the promo and stuff, I thought, oh, it's probably like a negative show. No. But you could laugh at them. But yeah, if you're laughing with them, we all need to celebrate failure. Oh, I swear. So, I've never felt great. I've never felt happier watching a show. Like I watch in glee. And like I want to be a contestant on it so bad. And I, I follow Nicole Byer, the host on Twitter. And somebody had asked her and she wrote an email address, like email this casting. And oh. When I tell you I emailed them so fast. <laughs> uh, it was as if I was getting someone who went to Terry Hatcher's garage sale on a phone line because I I emailed them that quickly. I was like, I need to get on the show. Magical Elves Casting Company. Is oh, what I yeah. It. And I want to get on season two so bad. So if anyone knows that casting company, please get me on it. I want to go on Supermarket Suite. <gasps> me It's too. coming back. What? Yes. Our friend Amy said that she could help, hopefully hook us up. Oh, my God. But I think Whitney. it might be celebrity based. I need to do it. Whitney, can we please? Get it? Maybe can she at least hook us up to like do it off camera? <laughs> <laughs> Um, sometimes when I go to Target or a grocery store just to get through the anxiety of being sure. in those places, I do act like supermarket sweep and I go through so fast and, you know, I mean, I guess that's the, yeah, the that's only the, equation. Do you get anxious at grocery stores? Yes. Really? 100%. Why? Because of the people? The people, the lighting is terrible. Um, there's too many options. Like if I could go to a grocery store, there's just one of each thing. That would satisfy me. I hate the... What? Say it. I just... I hate the vibe. Like, people are so negative in them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like no one wants to be there. They're all angry or, like, worn down from work or there's babies grabbing shit off the shelves and stuff. It's just not a fun environment by any means. And then I have to make decisions about food, which I hate making. And then I have to like get through it as quickly as possible and wait in long lines where there's not enough room for the lines. Mm -hmm. Right. Like why don't they build grocery stores where like there's actually like red roped off line areas. Like we're back into the fucking shelves. Like what? Interesting. I feel at peace at grocery stores because I'm surrounded by food and I'm an anxious person. I'm anxious all the time, but I feel at peace at a grocery store. You know, last week my anxieties were so bad because I took a Claritin D. Okay. (laughs) I'm digressing, but do you ever take a Claritin D? No. Okay. So it's like, it's like crack. I don't know what crack does to you, but I imagine (laughs) it's what Claritin D does because I took one, I was feeling, having some allergy issues and I used to take Claritin D every day and I found it to be... Like I was sweating a lot. I was getting really bad anxieties and it was around the time I had a really bad depression. I'm not saying it was because of the Claritin D, but Sounds it like didn't it. help. <laughs> okay. But so recently I had allergies and I needed something during the day and Benadryl makes you sleepy, but Claritin D perks you up a little bit. Okay. I didn't sleep at all that night. <laughs> My anxieties were through the roof. I mean, do not, I do not support Claritin D. Okay. I hope they're never a sponsor on the show. <laughs> Oh, but when I tell you, Claritin D is not, no, it's, it's dangerous. I think it, yeah, I, I literally was Googling, uh, does Claritin D make you depressed? (laughs) That one day I'm like, and I found stories. People say, yeah, which you can find stories about any sort of pill online, but a lot of people said Claritin D or any of those allergy D causes depression allegedly. Yeah. So well. I don't know. It was interesting. What were we talking about? We grocery stores. Grocery store. Suite. Uh, so I want to get on Nailed It <laughs> and Supermarket Suite. Yeah. Oh my God. If anyone knows how we can, please do. And um, let me see. What else do we have to talk about before we get to the Terry Hatcher thing? Are you watching Married to Medicine? The reunion is so fucking good. I swear it's the best reunion I've ever seen. We Could just, I saw... just jump in at the reunion. I would say jump in like two episodes before the reunion. Okay. Yeah, because the reunions has been amazing. It's some of the best reunions I've ever seen, ever. I love a reunion. They do a lot of like uh, stuff with their husbands, which works for Atlanta or works for Married to Medicine. Mm. I don't think I want it on Real Housewives Atlanta, but I don't know. What else? Oh, uh, Shannon Bedore got a big settlement from David Bedore. Did you read oh, that? Oh, I did read that. That was pretty good because right? he owes her money. And I saw like an article that said, but it didn't account for her Real Housewives salary. Yeah. 
And so he has to pay her like a lot of money. I don't have the yeah. numbers, but he has I think to it was pay like 18 grand in spousal support and then like 12 grand in child support. So she's getting like a month. Yeah. Allegedly. And he also said somewhere in the, maybe the court records or something that he's going to go broke paying it. I'm like, yeah, you will. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Good for you. Good for you. I feel like, I, okay, I've never been through a divorce, but judges literally make a call based on how like wronged the other is. You know, so I feel like they they probably saw the show and were like, oh, look, Shannon really tried. Remember when they went to that yeah. weird retreat where, like, they had to pretend that the, each other she was, was dead. dead? That was the best television. Yeah. They, she tried. She, she tried, tried to make it work. She pretended he was dead and talked over his body. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just so happy she's getting a lot of money. Yeah. And getting out because he seems terrible. Yeah. He, he's rough. Would you sleep with him? Quick. Go. No. Okay. I want to talk about Drag Race. <laughs> <I've been laughs> I didn't haven't been able to talk a lot about Drag Race, but I love Drag Race, and this finale was so upsetting yeah, to me. Yeah, can you explain it to me? Because yeah. I don't watch it, and the internet was in yeah. awe. Of I it. was so pissed. Okay, so this was an All Star season. So All Stars mean okay. they bring in people that were on other seasons, and they all compete against each other. So when we got to the final four, the last episode starts off where we're at the final four, and so Shangela is someone that fans all wanted to at least reach the final two, the top two. She was deserving. She won the most competitions throughout the season. She seemed like the front runner going into that finale. But the finale, they they gave us a new twist. RuPaul's Drag Race is notorious for giving us a twist at the end that we don't know about, Oh, which is upsetting, okay? Because don't you feel like reality shows, you want to know the rules going in, Formula, right? for sure. And it's happened one too many times. One time, fool me once, shame on me, <laughs> right? <laughs> fool me twice, you know what? I'm gonna stop watching Drag Race. No, you're not. <laughs> That's the same as the saying goes. <laughs> yeah. The ancient proverb goes. Uh, so they changed up the rules at the end again, and they basically brought back the eliminated queens, and those eliminated queens decided who went to the top two. Oh, which is kind of shady. So uh, you know, a lot of most of them voted bitterly, right? Sure. So they voted for the people that didn't vote them off. If that makes sense. It does. It does yeah. from a strategy point of view. I just don't like when reality shows do that because like Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, when they did that, they could see, or sorry, I guess in regular Big Brother, they can't see how the castmates play the game. So I'm assuming that's what happened on Drag Race. Yeah. So then they just vote on how they, how much they liked the person or how they interacted with the person. And it just doesn't seem to be the point of the show. Like reality shows, you don't. You're not there to make friends. Yeah. So it's not RuPaul's best friend race. Yeah. <laughs> so they shouldn't be reward they shouldn't be penalized for not making friends. Yeah, it was very upsetting. So Shangela, the front runner, didn't even make it to the top two, which was that was so upsetting. That night, I mean, the gays were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> we were not happy. Twitter and was crazy. Then, so this happened a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And then come to find out this week, we found out what Shangela would have had planned. For the final lip sync. Because oh. what happens is the final two lip sync for their legacy. Right. So then, I didn't know that. So the, yeah, the two <laughs> people lip sync and then RuPaul crowns a winner. Okay. And so the lip sync song was Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball. Ooh. Which is an emotional song, but I felt uh, Trixie and Kennedy, who were the two that did it, they were the two top two. Okay. They did the lip sync. I felt it was weak. And Shangela came out and said what she would have done. And she had... Fucking confetti was gonna go off out of her Ooh. out of her costume. I mean, she had some stuff planned that was insane. And the fact that we were robbed of that and we got such a mediocre lip sync was was like an extra blow to the heart. Oh. It was just so upsetting. So of course I'm gonna watch the next season of Drag Race, of which starts this week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it starts. Okay. You should jump in. Yeah, okay. It really is so good. Uh, but I'm still devastated for Shangela. So, you know, shout out to Shangela. We love you. Can she come back or something? So Can she they, be a judge? Could, she's already been back. Like this is her third this was her third time competing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe don't feel so bad for her. The rules on drag race are loose. Okay. <laughs> but I think they could bring her back for another all-stars. A lot of people were saying that uh, they wanted Trixie to win going into it, so it was like predetermined because mm. Rue executive produces Trixie's show on Vice. Oh, scandal. So, like, there, I mean, I don't know that that happened. Like, Trixie, I like Trixie, and, you know, I'm not saying she didn't deserve to win, but I, there, there were other politics in play, and, mm. you know, it's it's really, they have, like, the winner's Hall of Fame, so it's like they want 
you know, these successful queens, these queens that are successful outside of the show to be in that Hall of Fame. Does that make sense? Right, yes, totally. So, you know, I don't know. I hate when we have to pull back the veil on reality shows. I know, but I don't want them... I hope next season and going forward, they don't introduce a plot twist at the end because it was just too upsetting. (laughs) It was too upsetting. I mean... I was so pissed watching it. And there were also spoilers online that this happened. Oh. And so Matt, my boyfriend, he had told me what happened ahead of time. But I was like, that can't, it can't be true. There's no way Shangela is not going to the top two. And then she didn't go to the top two. This sounds as devastating as Bachelor Nation got upset when Ari proposed to one and then dumped her on camera and then proposed to the other. Yeah, I think it's the same. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just girls versus gays. Yeah. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Yeah. The straights don't have to deal with any of this stuff. What do they complain about? American Chopper not coming back for another season or something? I don't you know. mean the straight guys? Yeah, straight yeah. guys. What do they watch? That God sports? Knows. Is this what sports is? Is this what sports is? I mean, I do uh, say that the housewives are my sports. Yeah, they are. They really are. You know what else is a sport of mine? Keeping up with Terry Hatcher. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I want... I want to call Kyle. So we're going to call Kyle right now. And I'm going to talk to him about Terry Hatcher's garage sale. And that's how we're going to wrap up the show this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny on for Facebook. Go to everythingiconic.com to see our Patreon link. And um, what else? Oh, rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Wow, these are so annoying, these messages. I feel so annoying when I do them, but then I do them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you all. Please enjoy my exclusive, my Frost Nixon moment, my Oprah moment, my Barbara Walters special with someone who went to Terry Hatcher's garage sale, Kyle, Kyle Kittleson. Thank you guys for listening. Love you. Bye. Hi, Kyle. It's Danny. How's it going? Danny Pellegrino, what an honor to speak to a real celebrity on the phone. Oh my gosh. Well, what an honor to speak with someone that went to Terry Hatcher's garage sale. I mean, you're getting the exclusive account. TMZ oh is going to have to wait. Tell me I everything. Well, I'm a uh, animal behaviorist and dog trainer, and so I was with a client uh, working with her dog, and we walked by her house, and my client says, hey, that's Terry Hatcher's house. And I'm not super celebrity obsessed, but obviously I know Terry Hatcher's is. Yeah, and I go, let's, let's, go in, let's go in there. They're having a garage sale. So we walk up her long, high, steep driveway, and I'm expecting it to be, like, manned by normal people. And there is Terry Hatcher with her sunglasses and a fanny pack with money in it. And there's probably six people rummaging through all of her very old, very 1995 uh, (laughs) home decor items. I have goosebumps, Kyle. (laughs) Now, there have been reports this week that she's living out of her van. So did this seem like a moving sale or did this just seem like a traditional garage sale? It seemed like a traditional garage sale. And I... um, her house is amazing. But then all her stuff, and I mean, it's a garage sale, so of course we're getting rid of stuff that we don't want anymore. But it was really, it was like not good stuff. I'm like, what, why do you even have this in the first place? Like, what, and then, kind, of good, what kind of stuff? Um, blankets, shoes, mm-hmm. uh, really like motel art, like a lot of motel art. Okay. Um, it, it's just the stuff that... I don't think anyone would want it, really. How did Terry look? She, it was overcast. It was early in the morning. She was wearing sunglasses and a hat and no smile and had her arms behind her back and were watching the people rummage through her, her stuff. <laughs> and she, she did not look happy. But, I mean, it's like Saturday morning at, you know, 7 in the morning. It's not normally a happy time for most people. Yeah. But, you know, stars but, are just like us, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, but uh, yeah. It, but I was, I was just like, you know, I'll, hey, I'm all about making a dollar, okay? I, yeah. I'm not against selling something here if I have a ton of money. But I thought, really, she's she's having a garage sale, and and maybe she was going to give the money to charity. But the vibe was that so. that fanny pack was going right to Chase Bank and going to be deposited into a personal checking account. That was the vibe. She's doing a press tour for her YouTube series, but she you know, refuted claims that she's living out of her van. So that's why I'm just so curious about this garage sale. Well, this is very 
weird timing because truly this was probably about three weeks ago. Okay, okay, so we have a three-week garage sale. It did not seem like we were liquidating everything, but we surely were trying to make some money. And now we're starting a YouTube channel to like monetize and get some money. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm You're the expert you. on all the celebs. Not I know. Me. I'm I'm just so interested in this. So, Kyle, did you buy anything? I regret to say I did not, and my client did not either. And I will say that my client, who will remain anonymous, when we were walking back down the very steep driveway, said, well, there was not one thing there that I would spend money on. Oh and I kind of nodded in agreement. Interesting. Wow. Heard it here first. Kyle, yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Of course, these are the important issues we have to talk about. I know we have to talk about. Where can we have to bring awareness out? to them. We totally do. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Kyle Kittleson everywhere, kylekittleson.com, or just stalking Danny Pellegrino's Instagram. <laughs> oh my God, you're the best. I love you, Kyle. Thank you <laughs> bye, so much. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.